Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We are your guides through sort of tales of pop culture, drugs, and saying the word fuck a lot. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis. So now is your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous, so please don't hurt yourself or your loved ones. But do subscribe. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mile High Podcast. It is Friday, March seventh, sixth, sixth. Hey, I was, I was, I guessed, and I was close. So I didn't do one last week. Uh, so we're doing one this week. We're doing one next week. We got a busy round of things. So this is very exciting. Um, I am James Thomas, and with me, as always, is my co-host Dave. Way at the hello, other end of the table. Oh, hello, Dave. We started in circles. We've been in squares. We've been in angles. That's we're moving all over the place. We're all over geometry. With us as well is Nancy. Look hello. at Nancy. And Hi, everyone. She, she's an actual person. She's not I'm just a real a person. Yep. Yep. And I'm so, not just a spot. And the the nerd corner himself. Yeah. Chris, yeah. He Good is to be back. Good he's to be a, back. Beast, he's a beast. If you mm-hmm. watch his streaming, it's you pretty should. freaking. If you're not, you should. Yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. So, thank you guys for all coming out. We are doing a very special show today. We are doing '80s. We are products of '80s. We are the children of the '80s. Every single one of us, in one way or another. I think most of us were born pre-'80s. One of us was born in the '80s, and uh, so, but but we all grew up on '80s. And that was really. You were barely not born in the eighties. Just it's 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 you know. I beat it by like eight months. So uh, before we go into all this, we're gonna talk about what we've been up to. We're gonna do some other things. But Dave, tell me what we're smoking because you lit it up first. Yeah. So um, (laughs) lit it up. I just went to on vacation to Disney, and I went to the Galaxy's Edge, which is the Star Wars land. And so in honor of that, we are smoking Bubba Fett from Lightshade. Nice. And I want to give a throw a shout throw a shout out <coughs> to Mixed Up Creations on Chambers of Mexico. They have these delicious uh, blunt wrappers, like blunt cones, um, and they all seem pretty psyched about the show. So if you guys are listening from Mixed Up Creations, I want to give you a shout out. So thank you. And uh, yeah, so I like mixed delicious. up creations. Yeah, and you know what? The they next, carded you once. They did card me once recently. Yeah, I went in there and they wouldn't. I didn't have my uh, ID with me, so they wouldn't let me stay in. And I'm like, <laughs> that's weird. The, that's why I used to have mixed up creations when I was in high school, is because funny. they didn't card me. Right. Back when weed was illegal, they're like, no, buy this tobacco pipe. The great right. thing about mixed up, that mixed up creations, it's in where there has been a uh, pool hall, a pharmacy. There's been a lot of and stuff. It was 99 cent video. It was 99 cent video. No, no, the liquor store was 99 cent video. Was it really? Yeah. Yes, where the liquor store at the same was, time. At the same time, it was ninety nine cent video and liquor. Those were the best. No, <laughs> but because we're smoking, why didn't more of those exist? If, if you can't do one thing well, you might as well do multiple things half ass. Yeah, you know? hey, yeah. that's those kind are... of our motto here at Truckee Pacific Productions. <laughs> um, it's going since, on the stationery. <laughs> since we're uh, doing, since we're smoking Bubba Fett, and the, we're the next thing is what we're up to. But we all want to talk about what we really want to talk about, Dave. You were in Orlando. Yes. Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. And, the home uh, of dreams. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pigeonhole you into one specific subject. Tell us about Orlando. Talk about what you want to talk about. So yeah, is that a uh, functional Orlando? Yes. It is. Okay. Yeah, this is my. We could be able to use it once. So. Oh, I guess you don't. Oh. 
Yeah, so Orlando was great. I have not been there for 20-something odd years. Uh, we went to Universal Studios. Uh, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, as uh, you know, if you guys listen to our Harry Potter episode. Uh, very much into Harry Potter. Um, went to Harry Potter Land, which was absolutely incredible. Um, I dropped a bunch of weight because Universal is not very weight inclusive um so last time i went to go ride the harry potter rides in universal la i was too big to ride them mm. so i went down and lost <coughs> a lot of weight before i went down to orlando uh, and i got to say i fucking rode every one of those harry potter rides so well done, that was yes. awesome yeah, i was very excited and uh, harry potter land was definitely the highlight great but um the best ride was rise of the resistance Nice. Um, if you guys have heard anything about Rise of Resistance, it's a very, very difficult ride to get on. Uh, if you're not in the park by the time the uh, ride opens up, then you won't be able to get on mm. for the day. Um, all the rides were gone by 10 minutes um, after the, the park opened. Um, but we happened to get uh, boarding pass 19. Nice. Um, within That's about an hour, we were on the ride. It's like 16 minutes, and it's absolutely incredible. You go from... Being on a rebel base all the way into uh, one of the starships, the Empire starships. Nice. Kylo Ren chases you. They have full-size um, AT-ATs. Um, wow. You're getting shot out by stormtroopers. I nice. mean, it's absolutely incredible. And then it has, at the end, has this great drop as nice. you try to escape. And totally worth it, man. It, it really made the trip. I'm a huge Star Wars now, guy. Now, was the whole land itself? Like, did you It's eat? fucking amazing. Did you do everything that you need to do in there? Did you... Oh, absolutely. It was absolutely fucking amazing. And I think Disney took um, a bite out of Universal's um, playbook because it reminded me a lot of Harry Potter Land, just how immersive the whole land was. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, like everything from the the people when you're trying to buy stuff, which I bought, you know, a couple things. Everything's in Empire credits. Nice. Um, everybody's in character. All the food is named after beasts of Star Wars. And uh, we went to a cantina, which you have to reserve like well ahead of time. Mm. Uh, got some really delicious, super expensive beverages. Um, all that stuff was in Star Wars lingo. It was really, but really. Did immersive. you drink the blue milk? I drank the blue milk question. and the green milk. Yeah, blue milk is good. definitely better than the green milk. Okay, but that once. Again, reminded me of Harry Potter Land because they have butter beer. Mm-hmm. I fucking spent probably two hundred dollars on butter beer because it was <laughs> delicious. Um, so Harry, Orlando was great. Uh, the parks were absolutely amazing. Um, our very last ride, and we did this on purpose, James. Our very last ride was the Jungle Cruise. Yes, which, in honor of yes. which then uh, sank the very next day. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh. So oh. yeah. What was so? How was your skipper? Was it a good? She was great. Good skipper. Yeah. She nice. She was great. She was really funny. Oh, Sorry. Uh, I uh, right? audibly yeah, okay. rolled my eyes with the backside of water. That's um, but it, that's they, well they got a should. good jiggle. Yeah, you got know, a good chuckle. Um, my question though, yeah, uh, this lady, she was, you know, joking around, talking around, uh, talking to us, and she was like steering the boat with like with her back turned and shit. Right. So one. Do you guys just know the the ride so well that you can steer the boat, or yes. is it on a track and you guys aren't steering? Be, let's be honest here. Both. Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn, this lady has some serious fucking boating chops because yeah, she's not even yeah. looking. No, everything that you run into there, for the most part, out of new things they designed, is on a track. I mean, even the even the big. Uh, all the boats that go around Rivers of America and everything. Well, like uh, the uh, Mark Twain yeah. battleship yeah. and the uh, Columbia out in Disneyland, those are all on tracks yeah. as well. Right on. That's, that's amazing because you couldn't yeah. tell. 
The only thing that have been run on tracks are uh, Davy, uh, the Davy Crockett canoes. Yeah, which is annoying as somebody who greatly enjoys the Davy Cro- <coughs> uh, Crockett canoes, but does not like going on them at Disneyland because lazy fuckers do not realize that it's not on a track. So you get on and it's like, all right, this will be fun. It's a little bit of a workout. It's a canoe. Yes. It's and half the canoe. people don't get it. And then when they do, they're like, all right, I see everyone going in this motion. So obviously I should go in the exact opposite way. <laughs> So did you love the Magic Kingdom? I loved the Magic Kingdom. The Magic yeah, great. it was great. You know, that was probably my favorite of the parks. Uh, we went during Festival of the Arts. Oh, so Epcot. when we went to Epcot, yeah, uh, we did the uh, Mission Earth or whatever the way oh, it simulates the launch. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it was super cool, and we did the, the real hard. You did level yeah, how did you the, feel after? Yeah, okay? yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I felt fine. Oh, but then <coughs> in uh, the rest of Epcot <coughs> was uh, because of this festival, uh, Festival of the Arts. Um, they had uh, food vendors from around the world, like yeah. high end food vendors, oh, yeah. and so we ate some really great. <coughs> food that day that's the great thing about any of the festivals that epcot does is they give like it's basically tapas you can buy just small plates yeah. of everything and tiny drinks and it's, it's good it's not it's reasonably reasonably priced for the parks you're talking anywhere from like three to five dollars but you're getting good amount of food generally and you get to try things that you wouldn't normally eat per se yeah my only uh criticism of that was in germany land both places <laughs> ran out of pretzels. All the other country. How the, in like fucking Germany land, they, they ran, ran out, out of pretzels? fucking pretzels. How do you uh. run out pretzels? That's like that's the only thing that people know about Germany is beer and pretzels. And well, pretzels. I think they know other things about <laughs> Germany. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good point. I can only think of like maybe one, one other thing. Maybe two good things, one very bad thing. Yeah, no, it's just called Germany. It's not Germany land. Well, it's called Deutschland, so technically, Germany land works. There you go. There you go. I took four years of German. That's that and Derek Kugelschreiber is pretty much all I remember from German class. My my favorite thing with German is still that uh, U-boat is just Unterwasser boat. So I'm like, that's great. This intimidating thing. It's like, what is that? It's the Unterwasser boat. It's the Unterwasser boat. (laughs) We had a boat. It was was a boat. Unterwasser boat. Unterwasser. I didn't yeah. know that about you, Bo. That's great. Yeah. That's so, great. Uh, fucking Disney was great, man. And yeah. uh, Universal. I liked Universal better because they had more thrill rides, which is <laughs> more of my style. Uh, the whole coaster was fucking sweet. Um, but really, Hulk Disney. Coaster's a great Hulk coaster. coaster now, is great. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm curious. Did you go on Fast and Furious? Because, like, I like Universal. No, but when I saw that, limited, it just looked. We had a limited amount of time. So, yeah. um, what we did do. We did all the like thrill rides we could do, like Spider Man, the whole coaster. Right. Yeah. <coughs> For those who have never been to these parks, taking advantage of that single rider line oh, fucking yeah. is that's the key to having a real successful, real fun day at the parks. Or well, more so I guess at Universal than Disney. Um, we went right up, like we didn't wait five minutes yeah. on Harry Potter rides because right. we went single rider. And my son and I, we ended up riding together twice out of the three times we did the single rider. So wow. yeah, it was well, really I found great. that at parks, like, it's, if you're at a place where they have it, and even if you're going with kids at a certain age, that, uh, my ex and I, we would go with her kids, and once they got to the age where we could all do single rider, it's mm-hmm. great, because yeah. it's most likely two people rider together line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if not, it's just like, all right, don't get killed yeah. in, in four minutes. Yeah, stand right there. And, and you trust that they won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do Men in Black? 
Uh, we did do Men in Black. I love Men in Black. Dude, my wife straight killed us in nice. there. She and in Buzz and Woody's uh, or the Buzz Lightyear thing. Oh, I won shoot. in that. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. I I beat like the whole car I was in. No. Well, that was Midway Mania. You're oh, talking about right. the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Astro oh, Blaster. okay. Blaster. Yeah. Never mind. But you, yeah. you, I'm you bad at Astro Blaster. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm actually pretty decent at it. But for me to kill it on one and not the other, like, it's the same concept. I, oh, don't, I don't know what the difference is for yeah. me. They're fun, though. Yeah. They're real fun. And as has become a tradition, I have to adjust one thing. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's a joy of doing it live because I'm like, wait, we have two big lights here. Oh, can you flash the please stand by with classy music right now? And yeah. cut. Yeah, she has to, if you No, would, but see, that's horrible because I'm the person who has to do stuff in post. Right. Now I see the annoyance of all the videos I watch on YouTube where they're like, by the way, add this in now. And somebody wait, says, you till fuckers. You, wait till you see what I have planned for the end of this. You're really going to hate that. Um, <laughs> Why do you think I'm teaching you editing? There you go. That's a, probably a good plan. Um, yeah, in general, Orlando's fucking awesome. The whole place is... There's always oh, something but, that we'll do. The there is another park. park that, if you like exciting rides, like... Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's but. only roller coasters, so it's not going to be like Spider-Man type rides, which is a great ride. I love Spider-Man, but Busch Gardens is nothing but roller coasters. Yeah, I'm so a roller coaster guy. There's beer and animals, too. Yeah, and I, I saw none of either. Yeah. I was there in December, so the animals weren't out, and I didn't drink because I was waiting in line in rides. But they're great, great roller coasters. There's, a, there's at least, I don't know, 15, 16. Well, like, really I love roller coasters. Their yeah. Cheetah Run is probably... Yes. Cause three separate launches. Yeah. Yeah. Coaster geek, <laughs> three separate launches, just like the triple launch. Slow down, factor is cool. It, it, it's yeah, it's cool. It's something that you don't think you'd notice, but you fucking notice in a triple launch. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Central Florida. If you like theme parks, if you like, that's where you go, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's I, you and, can go to L.A. Yeah. It's in L.A., but L.A. It's just it's not the same. Well, it's very cramped. Okay, wait, wait. Yeah. I have to ask. What did you think about the entrance to Harry Potter Land? It, that was amazing. It was super, really incredible. Um, we did the whole um, the train. Yeah, we went on Yay. train both ways actually. Uh, we went from uh, uh, Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade and back. So okay, so I didn't want to spoil it because I, so I didn't want to say what happens on the train. No, yeah, it was great. It was so inventive, really inventive. Yeah. And when you go and do. Galaxy's Edge, you will see so much of Harry Potter land within Galaxy Edge, like from the the faux windows, like stuff going on right. outside the windows, to like the completely immersive experience, to the blue and green milk vendors all over the place. Hmm. So I'm excited, and they, and they and they say that you really can't see outside of it. You're in it. No, you really absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. great. That's I highly good. recommend those. Theming is good. We're glad you had fun. Well, yeah, thanks. I'll say one last thing on the theming and what got me as a huge Disney person and like I've always appreciated it and thought Disney uh, that Universal had stepped up the, up the uh, theming. Walking into Diagon Alley uh, in my late 30s, I had a moment that even at Disney I hadn't had it since I was a kid. Like I walked in with the biggest shit-eating grin and it's like, okay, you you just nailed this. I'm in that world. I would percent and you didn't go to Animal Kingdom, I know, because we talked about this earlier, but I would compare Animal Kingdom when you see Pandora is like, that's neat. Yep. That's neat. That's uh, that's great. And it is well themed and everything. But you're say, aware that you're in Animal Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. So. And even well, even if you're not aware of it, it, it was just neat walking into Diagon Alley. And because that's where mm-hmm. we entered in from, you know, because you went in both ways. But the first my first experience with Harry Potter was walking in behind that walkway into Diagon Alley. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. You know, yeah, like you, you are in the in book. Yeah. yeah. Everything that you can imagine in the books, 
is realized yeah, right. in, in so much detail. Well, from you know the yeah. the Weasel the Weezy's store Weasley's, the Weasley's you know, going in the back Weezy's. alley yeah. that's a hard fucking yeah. thing to say when you have cotton mouth well, like you said, <laughs> it, it being neat because walking into Pandora the first thing that happened the group eyes with we had a discussion about how it's neat how did you engineer the floating mountains that was me exactly yeah <laughs> and so we go on and that's that's what's being talked about walking into Diagon Alley holy shit it's that it's, it's yeah, wow. and that's the difference it's, it's just like wow. I'm in Harry Potter whereas Pandora's like that's neat I wonder you probably did some cool stuff yeah. there to hold it yeah 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 no immersion well Dave we're glad you had a wonderful yeah. time I will tell you about my trip which I will, it will happen later this year and I will probably shoot video from there because it's a skipper union and everything um, I'm going to just throw this out to the, to the other two. It was supposed to be, what are we all up to? I did not do anything as interesting yeah, as Dave no. did. Yeah, Dave gets all of that. Together. But you know what? You probably did. You have done some pretty yes. amazing things. So oh, yeah. what have you done? Um, so what I did last weekend, because uh, just, uh, well, the weekend before, ended up at uh, six months without uh, drinking, which as an alcoholic for almost 20 years... Awesome accomplishment. Now, as as you can see by my coffee and my vices, you can't see my pack of cigarettes that I have upstairs, but I still have the vices there. But uh, what I wanted to do was something to celebrate. So on the Nerd Corner, uh, twitch.tv slash nerd underscore corner. Excellent um, plug. Yes, was, thank you, thank well, you. That sounded smooth. I'm, you know, he's been doing it for a while. Like, it's because, so like, it, 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 during my stream, I just have to go and it's like, all right, and then go go into the spiel. There you th- go. Th- th- thank you. But, um, so what I did was I did a 12-hour stream on there, which I'm going to be putting up uh, YouTube, not a highlight thing, that's a weird term for it, but getting up uh, just a video overcap of that. Uh, also in Truckee Pacific, I have uh, a couple of the Builder videos that we've done, but did a 12-hour stream in support of uh, Heart Support, and it's an organization. They do outreach. A lot of it's focused on music, festivals, stuff like that. Uh, they also do it in the online gaming community for depression, uh, anxiety, suicide prevention, and addiction, which kind of an expert in now. But yeah, so I did a 12-hour stream, and I managed to raise $400. And Very nice. Yeah, I've kind of gotten like the bug for doing the charity thing, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, there's a niche on Twitch that I'm like, I might look at doing something like every month or so, yes. not a 12-hour one, but I'm like... Yeah. yeah, I could be entertaining for like six hours once a month and be like, what am I going to raise money for? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the beginning of it and he, he had his money really quick and he did good. And I came in on the yeah, end of it. Came in on it the was end. very, it was, it was good and it was a nice thing to do. And you really, as far as like for Trekking Pacific and just for what you've been doing, you've been kicking ass on yeah. Twitch. And you know, we'll promote our own things later, but you've been going so good. You get your own Thank segment you. of promotion. It's it's really impressive what you do. And, see, and, and you're and really I try good. To pu- I try to push people and I'm like, yeah. I need to look at the YouTube analytics and see. If any of y'all, because I'm going to push this video on Twitch. So if you're not looking at the Truck Pacific video, at least you are now, but go look at the other ones. Yeah, yeah, check it but, all out. Yeah. So yeah, Dave and Chris have been doing something. Congratulations, Chris. That's yeah, a huge fucking accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah. And, and James and I actually, um, when I looked at it, I think possibly for the month, we had the highest viewership on Doritos Crash Course. Yes, we did. So, <laughs> like, it was one of those, because when I found Twitch Tracker, which breaks down all the stats so I can look at it after a stream, I'm like... All right, and A, I was amazed that people were still playing it, and it'll have, like, every couple months, there's just a boom. So I need to find out what this crash course cycle is. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we killed it. It's because somebody puts it on. I bet it'll be a cycle now because I'll come across all video, and they're like, that's cool. We should this be a crash temporary course. temporary bump. Right, right. We bring back crash course for a minute. Um, 
All right, so this is what we've done. That was some interesting. I mean, at least two of us were interesting. The other two really haven't done much. <laughs> Fairly milk with toast. But maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do better at this one. Nancy, what have you watched in the past couple of weeks? Um, I don't know. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm just starting with you. I, okay. You're the one I'm going with. <laughs> well, I yes. won't even... You didn't, I'm not do, gonna, you didn't do anything the past So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I actually plugged it last time we were on. Um, but the Hot Wives, they have a new city. It was Vegas, and it was great. So that was that was it. I think as far as new stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, the name of that show just always gets me. I'm like, it's you don't hilarious. need a parody one. No, right. you do because it's it's just it's better. It's, it it has an extremely weird cast, and it's 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 weird. I've seen a couple episodes of it. It's not. It's it's all right. It's pretty. It's clever. Weird. But it's it's very probably much, a little girl female based more. And I think it's very much. Uh, just thinking of the slang term hot wives. I'm like, what kind of weird <laughs> show is this? Right, and is Andy Cohen hosting? Because if so, then I'd probably watch Andy Cohen should a, host everything. There is yeah. a caricature yeah, of Andy Cohen yeah. that hosts it, yes. Yeah, it, it is It is just that. It's just a, a, a satirical housewife show. But it's weird because oh, even okay, doing satir- yeah. satirical yeah. housewives, yeah. if you've seen housewives... It's easily could have just been house. Like, that, yeah. That's a thin edge that's that you're yes. walking like, right If my there. kids walk in, they have to ask, is this the parody right. or the real housewife? Yeah. They're not always Weird. sure. That's so. crazy. That, yeah, that is a knife edge. It was great. Yeah. It's great. That was it. Dave, you got something new for us? Um, saw Jojo Rabbit. Oh. oh. Great, I'm not great fucking movie. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was not prepared for what happened kind of most mm. of the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, not prepared for that, mm-hmm. uh, but it fucking was such a great movie. I love Taika Waititi, who is now going to produce a um, reboot of Willy Wonka on Netflix. Ooh, okay. I think it's going to be an animated series. Oh, I did see that. I did see that online. Really? Yeah. And he's uh, directing <coughs> the next Thor movie, which just cast Christian Bale as the enemy. Or the yeah, Andrew. enemy. Batman. Bad guy, huh? Batman's gonna yes. be he's a bad guy. So Did you guys hard. see Batman this week? The picture of the new Batmobile? Yeah. No. I yeah. it's it I had the thirty seconds of thinking I'm like, that's silly, but then I looked at him like that kinda goes back to the Bob Kane style it, of like absolutely. it's just a guy. It's like a Camaro. It like, yeah. Well it's that he it looks like just machine together. I'm like, ooh, I want that from this. I want that. The only thing that gets me is the uh and they haven't said for sure, but that the uh, bat symbol might be the guns that Joe Cool or Joe Cho used. And I'm like, I get it, but I'm just like, oh, that's that's just a little too close to getting to the Batman satire. Hmm. It's just like, I'm so sad. Yeah, I, it doesn't look I make the satirical. Guns look, symbol. Speaking Pretty of hardcore. a fine line to walk between the, the real housewives and everything, it's the same thing you have to do with Batman. You, are, you can take it up to a point, and then, it's, then it goes... Too close to satire yeah. of its own self, but know? but I like the look with the Batmobile, and it kind of looks like the uh, the whole aesthetic they're going for, and they've even talked about being influenced by the uh, animated series, that kind of timeless where y- you can't really put your finger on what decade it is, and like Gotham, and if anybody watched that on TV, did that as well, where it's just it's some new tech, but it's. I like with Batman that there are so many different ways to tell the same story. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man, I love Spider-Man. It's my favorite superhero, but you can only tell the same story so many times. But with Batman, you can do you can take it in so many different directions and you can tell the 
different, different, hundred yeah. different ways to tell the same story. Well, yeah. As a character, it's why like I don't get when people are like, "Oh, they're doing another Batman." It's like, but you can do like you said, a hundred different Batmans. Right. It's just like, oh, here's Batman in this situation, or one thing I think um, really could be exploited though is the Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse. You can so if you can take those characters from the Spider-Verse, you can spin off your own. Your universe, yeah, and you can absolutely. kind of have that same they can kind go of back Batman. To Sony and not being the MCU almost. Well, it but... sounds like that's what Sony's trying to go yeah, all in smart. on. Yeah, that's... is well, like you look at that uh, Venom and all of them. Venom and that in Morpheus, the they're that looks uh, terrible. People that looks so bad. I, but they don't. I don't they're know. building up a universe, is what they're really trying. To yeah, do. And, and they successfully do it, and you throw Tom Holland in with a movie. You know, you're you're looking at something pretty cool. Now, if you're bringing back people, though, you need to bring back uh, Andrew Garfield. <coughs> Andrew Garfield, but if you're doing a Spider Verse thing, you bring back the best villain. Bring back uh, Doc Keaton. Ock. Oh, really? Oh, I, thought, I love Michael. I Keaton. thought Michael Keaton was great. Is a Vulture? What a oh yeah, what he's, a, already, he's, already, on the he's already set up for it with yeah. uh, Morpheus or yeah. Mobius. Yeah, he's he's he, Michael Keaton's gonna be in. Some he's one of the Spider Sinister Man Six. Good man, movies. he was yeah. so good as Vulture, and and that's one thing I love about Marvel is like they can take. Diff- these characters and just change them a little bit and you, they just make them great. yeah 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 i agree um so chris anything interesting that you um watched? i have a bunch of things i'm meaning to watch like uh altered carbon <laughs> me too yeah me too Castle. i start i'm about 10 minutes into Alter carbon season two I, I just like i keep sitting down and i'm like i i don't have the time right now like that in the experience. We haven't even watched Picard for two weeks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's, that's mostly, crazy. And, we and like They'll probably show. possibly be videos. Yeah, not, not gonna overpromise. I will tell you the last episode that we watched was seven of nine, and I think we stopped because we're like, this is a good breaking point to let it get ahead because it was that was a fucking amazing backdoor episode. pilot. Backdoor yeah. pilot. Um, but what Which I which is had, a weird name for a. a Eighties group, backdoor pilot, <laughs> backdoor pilot, <laughs> or a but, adult film. <laughs> but what I did watch, and it's just, and it, over the course of like several nights falling asleep, uh, was the new Doom movie, which was just as amazing as you would expect. Like you could tell, it's like at the last moment, it's like you, you probably got money just for doing the license. It, it was. Dumb enough that it was entertaining in like fifteen minute segments. So we're not talking about the rock version of Doom. No, that this that one looks like a high production film compared to this. Oh one. yeah. The yeah. first time you told me about that, oh see, because you told me that you enjoyed that before. I literally thought it was Dune. I thought there was a new version of Dune, D U N E. That I there is, not... there is coming out in the next couple of years. Is the reboot of Dune? But you're talking about <laughs> Doom, the game. Yes. Makes so much more sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> Although so Dune the game, oddly very good. Is it? Yeah. Is yes. it Dune game? Yeah. yeah. I, they. I, I really. They have a new one coming out in April, but it was supposed to be out in November, and I was really psyched to get that. And then they delayed it. But the last Dune game, so, Doom game, oh. was oddly oh, enough. Good. I was saying the Dune, Dune game. Saying the Dune. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, and we should move on because yeah. this okay. is getting way too confusing. Uh, so we're smoking bricks. That's I'm sure. Bricks <laughs> yeah, paper. Here, Nancy will read that. We're smoking that, and it's a spherix. 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 S p h e r e x. Yeah. You sound like a you know a they model. Were, it's got a cherry. Spherix. <laughs> it cures spherix. what ails Guess you. Guess where I get it? Guess where I? Buy where do you it? get spherix? Yes. 
Uh, Rocky, Rocky Road. Because it was open. Uh, Rocky Road. It's open. If it's open, it's probably Rocky Road. Brought to you by the old lady, the nice old lady the nice behind old lady the counter. Name we don't know. Yes. Oh, yes. Dave loved the old lady at Rocky Road Aurora. Um, so I feel I'm bad because sure. I don't know any of their names. Me neither. I should start learning that. Too bad. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. We sorry, can't. Rocky Roads people. Yeah, Especially because I tell you to listen to this. <laughs> I don't. <Yeah>. No, <laughs> you're a horrible. Well, to be fair, I'm never. Please there. don't listen to our show. I'm not there. I'm not there. I just don't, I'm never near one. <laughs> Only shout out I want to put out real quick is Ragnarok. I watched Ragnarok the Netflix oh, series. Oh, I did Ragnarok. watch the first two episodes. I watched the whole. It's it's a six episode Norwegian series. Oh, it's, Norwegian. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's really it, and it goes with that kind of Nordic uh, the the it goes with the uh, folklore of Ragnarok. I mean, yeah. we're talking. Uh, Ragnarok there. Yeah, Thor. Thank you. And Odin. I don't know. I, I, I've seen all of his movies. I don't know why I couldn't remember his name. Okay, but enough of the future. Let's go back to a time when Marvel was only a comic book. Where the only place you could see the Avengers were on like people's wall. Like posters of the Fantastic Four and everything. And maybe cheesy TV shows. Let's go back to the 1980s. We grew up in the 90s. That was like the mid 90s. That, that was the start, of the end of disco and the start of new wave. That was my new wave impression. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. I normally grow my hair long and just <laughs> dress exorbitantly for mine. Right. Um, so, one of our big questions is like, what sticks out into you about the 80s? What, like, what do you think of the 80s? And it's weird because. To, to me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna answer my own question first because I let you guys all answer the other things. But to me, the '80s have two different things. I have very nostalgic things for pop culture. I do love the pop culture of the '80s, and I think the pop culture represented a lot to us as kids, even more than pop culture today represents things as kids because there isn't a shared pop culture like we all had in the '80s. We had a very shared pop culture, but in reflection of the '80s, in my mind, uh. The 80s represents the last break of independence from the ever-empowering internet. That evil thing that we're totally doing this on and we're using to try to promote our own life. But you know what I mean? To me, that is the true representation of that last push of, in in a sense, crush it by capitalism. I know we were looking for a popular answer, but that's what I think about the 80s. But pop, the pop culture of the 80s is what represents, in my mind... Outside of anything else about the 80s. The internet thing just makes me think of the uber nerds out there who would argue with you. Because they're like, my bulletin board, my BBS in 88 was the shit, and you have no idea what you were missing out on. Right. It was definitely a simpler time. I remember in the summer, like, I wouldn't have anything to do for all day, and it would be sunny because I was in California, and I would tan. Nobody told me don't tan. I tanned with baby oil. (laughs) I tanned with baby oil. And then when you burned, you just sprayed this stuff. It was an aerosol can called Kip, and it would, like, freeze-dry your skin so it didn't peel off and hopefully your tan stayed. You pull out the thermometer, and, it was I mean, 135, like, you were done. It was a family tradition. We'd go camping for like six weeks with my grandpa and me and all my cousins would compete on how tan we could get. <laughs> we'd be like accusing each other, you're wearing pantyhose under your shorts. Like, it was serious. And nobody said, don't do that. It was what? very different. I look at James and I, because being born Justice. in 82, so I was little kid throughout the right. 80s, but it's would have been slightly after I could walk, and summers it'd be like, all right, go out with your brother, right? And, and we'd be out until we hear a whistle, yeah, at some indeterminate time during the day, right? 
Yeah. The, Dave the street lamps. Yeah. Yes, Dave would yeah. yeah. So we all grew up, you know, the reason why we're called Truckee Pacific is because I grew up on Truckee and they grew up on Pacific. There's and a noted rivalry the between Ocean. the two streets. It is in <laughs> Yeah, it's like a circle or a, a rounded corner, and somewhere there's a house that's the delineation between the two. Right, it's the one with the long driveway, that, the, the steep driveway. That you and drive the Great Wall of Truckee, which yeah. we yeah. still made a photo for for the page. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the 80s to me represents innocence. Right. Because I was a kid, and I was sheltered from all the the politics and terrorism and all the stuff that, now that I'm a, history, a historian of the 80s, there was a lot of shit that was going on. Right. But I was sheltered because I was eight or nine years old. So I have nothing but fond memories of the 80s. And there was such an instant time for me. Like, that's the last time. Because once you get in the 90s, you know, I started becoming a teenager, getting more jaded. Um, I started experiencing the world a little bit more. So you, you kind of lose innocence a little right. by little. And then there you go, the rise of the <coughs> Internet and chat groups. And then, you know, here we are today. The Challenger, man. The Challenger. Challenger. If you were at school, you saw the Challenger live. That was the weirdest, one of the weirdest things. Like, so they were shocked that kids saw it live because how could you possibly show kids that? But it was to happen nowadays. It would be an alert on everybody's phone and there'd be a link to a video and people would choosingly Mm. watch Watch that video. But this was like. This was like, think of like the worst kind of YouTube videos you want to see. Think of a video that got you really excited. Fuck yeah, things are happening. Yeah. That teacher's going to space. And then the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah. Going through like a second grader's mind or something like that. Well, I- what's interesting about that. So that really left an indelible image in my mind. And mm-hmm. I remember we were in the gymnasium at Vassar Elementary yeah. in Aurora. And everybody was super excited. There was... Uh, a, like a general, like you know, how when crowds get together is kind of like a general, like roar in the mm-hmm. crowd, and then the teachers were all excited, and then the shuttle exploded, and it was like instant sobs, right. and yeah. then all the kids started crying because they didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it left such an indelible image in my mind that it helped inspire my love of science, my love of space science, mm. um, so much so that I want, this is going to be the weirdest plug in history. Um, I whole, wrote a whole sci-fi series called Race Through Space um, based off of my love of science that was that I, I received that day, even though it was yeah. horrible. They got me in learning about science and how dangerous space is, and then it just kind of took off from there. Hmm. Yeah. And space travel specifically. I wasn't even yeah. supposed to see it because my teachers were on strike. But then one of our classroom's parents volunteered their house for us to meet every other day for like half a day. Mm. And the teacher, even though she was striking, would meet in this parent's house and the whole class. So it was by coincidence it happened to fall on that day. And so we were all just sitting yeah. around in somebody's living room crying, like 30 of us and two adults. I think it's a handful of things that people, if you think about it, people talk about the Challenger, JFK. None of us were there for JFK, but no, when people talk about it. Yes, none you? of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Benjamin Button. <laughs> um, so, what part of the eighties? And we're going to go into pop culture because we're a pop culture show, and it's weird that all of us did talk about the general feel of the eighties versus today. There was, there is an innocence. There, an innocence, and there's also like tech started, like. The 80s, at least in a tech-wise way, as a kid growing up, toys got progressively well, better. Well, you look at it, it's, it's the first time that 
Because you, you always had the high-end market for consumer tech. You right. had, like, CD players you could get in the 70s. Right, right. And it would be the 80s, and especially the tail end, is when you started getting the consumer products that were something... You could get the laser disc that was affordable. Yeah. It was still kind of expensive, and you'd still be a douche and tell everyone that you had the laser disc. Yeah. Well, I would, but you could get but it. But you could do it, yeah. <laughs> or, like, CD players. Well, it became, instead of your rich friend, like, most people, it's like you had one, and it was right. the prize thing in your living room at that point. Oh, it's the, remember the people that used to have the... Uh, the trace color projection three big screen TV yeah you know and you were like wow I didn't know a TV could possibly be that and then if you look back the picture was crap compared to what we used to now but you were like it's amazing it's like I I watch yeah I I watch boxing matches that's where and it was about like half the size of this table yes just to project that shit out yeah when I think of the the 80s when it comes to like technology one technology progressed at a rapid pace right and it became affordable for everybody and so like you started with the atari and then you ended with super mario brothers 3 at the end of the decade and video games i think brought so many people together and just the progression of how good they got over the course of the 10 years and now look at what inspired the even Mario today no yeah well yeah our, well go ahead sorry well I'm thinking should we move in yeah Dave come in a little closer can you I'm come on I'm in Dave so you're my kind of Dave <laughs> yeah, the so, show is so long yeah uh, video games are a huge part of me growing up huge yeah. part yeah I know I think I think for me as well and I think uh and it was a progression, you know, like, because we were, we were arcades. Mm. You know what I mean? I remember Yeah, we had arcades. a great arcade in your house. Yeah. And it, it was a, it was just a growth of the arcade coming into, even to your house. I mean, I had the Atari and the Nintendo and the Super. Actually, I've had almost every system. I've had every Nintendo system. Yeah. Except the Virtual Boy. But I did I rent it. I don't know what that is. So I, yeah, I don't know and, what that is. And either. I remember both of us, even as kids, it was one of those where like we weren't asking for it afterwards. We both just played it, and it was like okay. So and people who like <laughs> pop who, pop culture, you can look this up. But I'm just going to do this off of memory. But if I was to describe the Virtual Boy, it was a tripod with a pair of like um, like a kind of more advanced viewfinder in it, and there was a very basic like. Four to eight bit. I'm just guessing in my head. Screen, the screen in there, and then underneath it, you had a basic replica of a regular Nintendo controller. But because you could put your head in it, and because of the almost 360 degree, because you, it was a 360 game, because you were virtual. Uh, it was called Virtual Boy. Yeah. Well, it's so it was a tripod, and you had the head unit like that, and it would have been probably like eight bits, so a little bit better than. The Game Boys at the time, right? But it because it was all the the line based. Yeah, nobody's developing it, it games. Was, right? Yeah, it was the vector based, and it so like it looked convincing. Right. It was like you had three D with depth. Yeah. You could see like this layer and this layer, and it was the most impractical goddamn thing. Ever. <laughs> and yeah. it was just like you have proved that you can build this. That's really cool. So what here's an interesting fact, James. Yeah, you are the first person I know. 
to beat Super Mario Brothers, and you videotaped it, and you had everybody watch it multiple times. You defeating <laughs> Super so Mario funny. Brothers, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's because we figured out pretty simply, and that's that. That felt like you were a technological genius because I know what you're talking about. Because you would ran, run, you ran the uh, as if you ran the wiring between the TV and the cable or the uh, v- VCR. If you ran it through its input, you could record it. You're right. There was a point where I had a lot of like. Nintendo things recorded yeah. on to uh, that. See, so I was, I, we were early Twitch yeah. adapters. <laughs> we did that 20. shit yeah. early. Um, what about you, Nancy? Big video gamer? Well, I, I had the NES and I had an, an Atari. Mm. Um, I didn't have the ColecoVision. No. But I, I mean, I liked, like, Nobody. I liked Cubert, Frogger, you know. Great games. Yeah. Duck Hunt. I was, oh, and, um, oh. Kid Icarus, Kid Icarus, Kid Icarus yeah. yeah, I loved Kid Never Icarus. Never go back and play it. I, I, no, it's terrible. Yeah, All those games know, are so bad. I remember no, I, I spent I, hours and hours and hours just. Yeah, oh. see, and Kid Icarus is one of those. I'm like, I, and I don't even know if it's a bad game or it's just I'm old. But like, I tried to play in like literally the first level. Like, I'm like, all right, nostalgia can't be as hard. People have been saying that, and I was like, no. It's just, why would I subject myself to this? Right. Yeah, I'm sure it's not as good as I remember, but I have great memories of that, so I'll just leave it there. I was actually going to say the technological thing that I remember from the 80s becoming big were home videos. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah. And, I mean, there were entire television shows based on it afterwards. And I think about how, you know, TikTok... Yeah. Yeah. And just everything, Facebook oh, Ameri- Live, My whatever. parents right now have, like, four different VH ta- VHS tapes that I uh, I always record. Every time they would, like, rent mm-hmm. yeah. the video camera from 99 Cent Video or whatever, um, I would just take it out and shoot all sorts of weird shit. Yeah. And we have a bunch of I remember of getting, like, a, a, it was a kid's version of a video cam- of a home camera, and it was the 80s, so it wasn't, it was, like, it recorded in black and white. And yeah. I don't think it recorded more than, like, on a two-minute cassette of some kind. And, like, you had to... Con- connect the camera itself to the tv because there was no other thing that was ever going to play this cassette ever and it was but i don't know me and my friends we made fake commercials on it and all kinds of weird stuff we just kept recording over the same two minutes for like i don't know probably a year and a half (laughs) it was fun but that yeah yeah, that uh, um, that was a huge aspect of the technology at that time. Well, and, and it goes back to that with having the consumer stuff be affordable. And that's yeah. also when you had people and you were saying the Twitch thing. But you look at that's the start of the people who are going, oh, I have the two-head uh, VCR now. So people are going, all right, I'm doing the mixtape right. with videos. And like to an extent, it's like you look at that's a whole generation of people mm-hmm. who grew up and were like, oh, I can do this now. Yeah, we yeah. used to have battles. You know what I mean? There was the, uh, I remember our parents had uh, <laughs> Betamax. We, we had a Betamax for the longest time. Did we have Betamax? We did. We did. We had to transfer the videos over into VHS. Uh, Seems impractical. Aunt, it did. It did. But now I can be douchey about it because apparently it was a superior format. So yeah. I could just drop that into conversation with other nerds. It was basically the Blu-ray of tape-based technology. Ah, well. Um, wait, wouldn't you mean HD DVD? Yeah, that's what I meant. So I where like did you guys rent your videos from? Uh, Blockbuster. And we at had a certain local, point. We had the local one. Yeah, King Supers. There was yeah, a, at the grocery store. Yeah, no. there was a time where, I don't know about California, but in, in Colorado, I could tell you, in the in the late 80s you probably had 
uh, as many video stores around, probably even more than you do Starbucks. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And every place rented videos. You, If gas stations could have figured out an effective way to rent videos, and truck stops actually did, you know, mm-hmm. for to long haul truckers. Yeah. If, they would have done it. People were gas stations. Well, and they used to have to rent you the whole trucker. It used to be we would rent we the VCR you. too at yeah, first. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That was My, yeah. The first movie I ever saw on a VHS was The Neverending Story. Ooh. And my dad was out of town a lot, so my mom went to 99 Cent Video, which we've mentioned a couple times. Uh, rented the VCR and rented Neverending Story, and I watched that shit probably five times over the course of two days. Yeah, it's so great. That's I a good movie. It's video. a great movie. I went through a video from the Video Unlimited store, and I didn't return it, and I had a bill of like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> you know what I did? I waited them out until video ended, and I won <laughs> that case. I was like, I'll be in, I'll be in, and eventually they were like. All the blockbusters have closed. Like, <laughs> now, what was the video and was it worth it? I don't think it was. No. I think it was like, and I can't. Well, then remember. that just makes you an asshole. It does make me an <laughs> asshole. But it's when I found out that's the problem with like things where they up the prices. If they want money from me, don't scare me by telling me that you want more money from me than you really deserve. You know, I'd find you twelve dollars video unlimited, but fuck you and your seven hundred dollars. <laughs> right. I could have bought that movie back in there. One time, one of my kids lost a library book, and I called the library, and I said, I will just buy you a new book. And they're like, no. And it was like a $200 or $300 fee. I'm like, there's no way this book costs that much. You know, just let me buy it for you. And they're like, no. So, I was so like, whatever. S- He's like seven. What are you going to do? You're going to hold it against him forever? We are smoking Mai Tai. Mai Tai. Mai Tai. It's a sativa hybrid. Mai Tai. It is from Rocky Road. If it's open late. It's Rocky Road. Um, we're going to run through a couple of real quick things about the 80s that we love, and I'm just going to randomly pick one person, and they're going to tell me. I'm going to take through a couple of these options. So, Chris, I want you to tell me an 80s music that you're most fond of. Mm. Eh, industrial. As a kid? Not as or a kid. is it something as a you kid, I don't know. listen what to that, later? Whatever was on the radio. Yeah, yeah, the as a kid, just pop in general. S- like, Sesame Street. Because yeah, he was nah, like eight. It'd be like whatever <coughs> Pop was. Yeah, Duran Duran. Yes. So like whatever was on like Top Forty Radio. Right. <laughs> there you well, go. What about you, Dave? What music are you most fond of? Well, I am obsessed with eighties music. So this is, you know, kind of in my wheelhouse. So my sister was is seven years older than I am, and so she was listening to a lot more advanced music, a lot more edgier music than the pop stuff that was on the radio. Like The Cure? Like The Cure, <laughs> Depeche Mode, um, Early Nine Inch Nails, uh, Ministry. Early Trend. Uh, a bunch of new wave bands, kind of like uh, Yaz and Win in Rome. Um, I listen to all that stuff, and so when I think of the 80s, I think of all these uh, bands that my sister used to listen to that because I had a room next to her I would listen to as well and so that's what 80s means to me I will fucking play a Depeche Mode song over any artist today and I'm so glad that they are going to the Hall of Fame with Nine Inch Nails because those two are so synonymous would you say they're your own personal Jesus um Reach out. Save for the promo. <laughs> Save for the promo. Nancy, same question, music. Music. Oh, for me, I was very into pop. 
Um, my parents, they were in a band, they did pop as well as a lot of classic rock, so I may be mixing up a little bit of the decades, but I remember, like, as far as early 80s, there was a lot of Queen, David Bowie. Absolutely. Um, you know, there was a lot of Pete Townsend and um, Gentle Giant, which is kind of an off-name band, but you should look them up. If It's very soft. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. With it's a name like that, I expected something much harder. No, I know, right? But gentle, you know? So, Hard And then gentle. it was, like, really, really pop. But, like, it was, like, Prince, Cyndi Lauper, Madonna, mm. um, U2, Michael Jackson, Whitney... Houston, of course. Stevie Wonder, for some reason, I really, really liked. And Culture Club, I really, really, you know, I, I was all over the place. I did not know what I was. There was some great music in the 80s, mm-hmm. and I can't think of another decade where there's such a proliferation of different types of music. Yeah. Really talented artists that are kind of learning to, just to do their own thing. You know, you go back to the 60s and 70s, it's kind of like rock and roll and a little bit of R&B, but then you get to 80s, and you have... New Wave, you have Hair Band Metal, you have uh, New Wave, you have Pop, you have The Rise Double of Country. New Wave, no way. <laughs> He's still, yeah, no, there was like a revival of country. <laughs> Reba McIntyre and Travis, I think Randy Travis and all that was coming back. Like there was, there was a revival of country. Yeah. You're right, it was all over the place. Rap was starting to pick yeah. up, like Run DMC and Yo NWA. Yo MTV yeah. Raps was becoming a thing at the end there, yeah. yeah. And you saw the, the rise of MTV. Yes. You know, you, that's a great point because... There used to be music videos on a channel all the time. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Bay Area. Music television played music. No, they had something else in the Bay Area. Oh, it's really cool. Okay, in the 80s, what we had, it was an 800, or no, a 900 number. And it was a TV channel. And on the bottom of the channel, it would just constantly be scrolling names of songs in four-digit codes. You call the 900 number, and you enter in this four-digit code, and it would play the song and video that you was next mm-hmm. to that code. But So it would charge you, like, $3 a call to play it. But it would take you, like, two hours sometimes. It depend If it was a Friday night, everybody was requesting stuff, you know? So it would take you forever. But if you did it, like, on a Monday afternoon, and you were a teenager, and you didn't care about the bill, the operators would keep getting you over and over, and they would they would put messages on there for you, even. Like, happy birthday, so-and-so, and, like, they knew you, because you called too much. <laughs> it, it was it was a very interesting time to be a preteen. That's so funny. So many of those things that we like to do, we watch the progression through the 80s and the 90s, and the usefulness of it, like, the way we... Uh, gather music where it used to be recording it off of a cassette and then burning it onto its uh, CD and then just saving it onto your MP3 player and now onto your phone. You know what I mean? <coughs> our, our, our interactions with music, I don't think all that much have changed. I still watch music videos. They make music videos now, not for a channel that never plays music videos anymore, but YouTube. Be- for you two. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and like when you were talking about that, it just made me think uh, when I was in California, eh, all the food courts out there, it's that and it's free, except they'll just sell your number to everyone. Right. But it's the exact same thing. Oh, really? And so, like, I if didn't you're know there that. on the weekend huh. and, and it's just like, it'd be a bunch of kid pop movies and then, like, something like The Cure. And it's just like, I wonder who put that on. <laughs> <laughs> Never That's so d- funny, yeah. But yeah, and it, and it's like you were saying, it's like that things don't change, and with that, they're like, all right, we're not going to do three bucks here. You're going to get a bunch of text messages, right? But it's the same thing, right? But, right. right. Especially back when text messages cost. Well, and it gives you that same thrill instead of pulling out your phone, like if you're a teenager with your friends. It's like, oh look, I picked whatever song is annoying older people, and now it's on the <laughs> screen. Yeah. 
What about movies? What about movies? Who wants uh, to jump in here? Who likes... So many. Where, where, where many. are you bringing 80s How movies? about you, Chris? Because you're kind of wearing the best movie of the 80s. Oh, you uh, did theme into it. No idea. Um, yeah, well, and, and I... I Beyond, it's you have stuff like the Goonies, you have ET, you have all of these ones that are. Give me a moment. Once again, having to adjust everything because we didn't have the game quite right. But it's it was an interesting time because you have, especially for our generation and even older people, you you have movies like that that people look back on as these classics. And I think a lot of it was because. At least with films like that, you were getting these movies that were ostensibly kids' movies, but they weren't dumb. No, they, they were... They were made for an intelligent audience. Absolutely. And it, they were adventure stories. Yeah, right. You had the sense of adventure that you could be a part of their team, you could you know, look for One-Eyed Willie, or you can fly up into space. Did <laughs> I say that wrong? I think it's, isn't no, it one eye Willie? That's his name. I'll find him one of these days. <laughs> Alright, I thought when you started laughing, I thought I got the name wrong, no, no, but no. I got it right. Yeah, you got uh, it. But Flight of the Navigator, movie. like, you are the kid from Flight of the Navigator flying around the universe in that cool ass egg shaped ship. I, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. not Disney and, Plus for the record. Uh, yeah, really? you know, these movies really, if you read my books, Race Through Space. Once again, on Audible and Amazon. That sounds like a it plug, is, Dave. I, it is a well plug. Well pledged. Um, it is a sci-fi adventure story, yeah. just like the ones that I grew up watching. It's That's what it is, and that's the whole intent, is to be mm-hmm. a kid's sci-fi adventure. Well, and I think cool. with the 80s, one of the things that you got there, and I don't know if it's reading too much into it, but it seems like if you look at what are considered the great films in the 70s, it's a lot more serious. And in the 80s, it seemed like, yeah, it was kid movies and it was adventure movies. But it's like it felt like the directors were like having fun again. Oh, that yeah. you had somebody like Spielberg. It's like, oh, you enjoy what you're doing oh. and not crawling up your own yeah. ass. And and nothing technology... against crawling up your own ass. I enjoy those movies, too. But no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you and Dave aren't allowed to talk about movies anymore. Um, no, but the, the adventure movies. I mean, I think about Cocoon. Cocoon is an adventure movie Ooh, for a bunch of old yeah, people. You know movie. what I mean? All the movies, even their love movies, Romancing the Stone is an adventure movie. I mean, yeah. it, there was a push of excitement both because you could make these kind of movies now. Yeah. And these stories were able to be told, and it was a, it was a it was a go 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 time. Everybody was an adventure. <laughs> I wonder why they were like that in the eighties, right? Lots of cocaine, Lots of cocaine. What about you, Nancy? Oh, so many. I don't know even where to start. Um, definitely, Big Trouble in Little China. I have to throw it out there. Yeah, it was my favorite yeah. favorite of all of them. I think easily. I don't know why. As a kid, I obsessively recreated the scenes in my living room with my friends. It was great. We'd be like different people every time. I don't know. Labyrinth, Labyrinth. The Dark movie. Crystal, um, Princess Bride. Yes, great movie. Um, all Avengers. Yeah, and then of course, like Back to the Future. Yep. And American Tale, which was also an adventure. <laughs> yeah, Five goes west. Even I'll I'll throw it out there. Wasn't that eighties still? That was eighties. Yeah. So was Secrets of Nim, which was Ooh. The, such a beautiful movie, yeah. and did not expect how sad the beginning was going to be, and really devastated me to this very day. That's a great fucking movie, but very sad. What always got me with Secret of Nim, and I haven't watched it as an adult, but my only memory as a child was being terrified of shit. Oh, yeah. It's like, scary it's, as fuck. Like, 
And I haven't watched, so tell me, are they, like, falling down a weird psychedelic hole at some point? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. burned into my memory, and I'm like, I need to go back and watch it, because it's Don Bluth, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is. Oh. Speaking of movies that are scaring kids shitless and showing kids weird things, you know, 80s television was really big on that, too. There were things that you saw on 80s television when you brought it home that was just not things that were that were always seen in a different place. That was the rise of the horror, the late night horror shows. Oh, great. Ooh. Syndication really became huge in yeah. the 1980s. So we had this weird ability where like televisions used to go off at like midnight. Like oh, I yeah. do, I do remember national like, anthem. And then yeah. I think I got 1am they or 3am. They started going off as I was growing up. Yeah. But then Nick at night would come out. And so, you know what the eighties for me, truly are are basically the television shows from the 1960s and the 1970s because mm. I think of watching Patty Duke I think of watching the things that you would watch in the afternoon and the things that you would watch if you were up later than you were supposed to be is really what represents the 80s for me like even the 80s shows I enjoy I wa- I remember watching more in syndication oh, yeah. yeah and to a large extent I'm kind of the same way like when I look at the pure 80s shows that I enjoy it's stuff that I found later in life mm. like the stuff that I watched as a kid and it's kind of the the music to the same extent right is the older stuff right like uh mash oddly enough I got into like in elementary school going into middle school but even that was earlier 80s yeah that i was just saying in syndication because like you said i was up late right now right. i'm glad i did weird show for a <laughs> fifth grader to get into <laughs> but there's something about it i knew the zany crew of doctors right i knew the patty duke theme song and mm-hmm. everything you just you know i remember that it anywhere. was that and mr ed was in yeah. the lineup and my three sons yeah. and dennis the menace i remember that so there's one thing in television that three out of four of the people on the TV will remember. Blinky the Clown. That's what yes. the television in the 80s reminds me of, is Blinky the Clown. Oh, yeah. And so, Blink, so for those of you who don't know, Blinky is a... Uh, Horrifying clown, in retrospect. He I was, don't know what He was kind of like, if you've heard of Bozo the Clown... Blinky the Clown was like the Denver version of Bozo oh, the Clown, and he would introduce kids to different cartoons, like all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, and then they would have games and shit with kids, and if it was your birthday, you got to sit in the front row, and they would sing Happy Birthday, but he looked like a hobo, and it was horrifying now, and now I think about it, but every, every kid in Denver loved Blinky the Clown. Yeah. He was, he Dave, was, I hate to tell you that was a real hobo. They were just parading him in front of the cameras. <laughs> he had a meth problem, wow. apparently. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we did not have that where I'm from. What about you, Nancy? What 80s TV stick out for you? Um, really, the only one I watched on a regular basis from the 80s. Well, Golden Girls. <laughs> and um, you Gotta can't, give it up for Golden Girls. Uh, yeah, thank you. And you can't do that on television? Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, this is like the first, like... Um, edgy, show. yeah, edgy yeah. sketch show for kids. Yeah. Well, it, it was the first time that we were infiltrated as by Canadian humor oh, as yeah. little kids, and we didn't even realize. Oh yeah, for sure. They were fun. just preparing us. Yeah, Canadians are just milder Monty Python players. Is yeah, what I've come to learn. So <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a fun show. That was fun. Preps them for that. Um, okay, so we're gonna do something. 
We're coming to we're not, we'll talk about the '80s in a minute. We're gonna do something fun that these guys don't know what we're gonna do yet. But I had a plan today because I thought it'd be cool because I was supposed to do something for the '80s. So what we're doing is I took the top 16 grossing movies of 19 from 1980 to 1980 to, to January 1st, 1990. And so can I interject here? Yes. I am so impressed that you prepared for the show. I did. That. I think you're taking the show on a whole other level because we prepared for the show. This is going to be the greatest segment that we've ever done because I planned it out ahead of time. (laughs) If the mic stays where it's supposed to, there we go. Okay, so it's 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 a real it's a bracket. It's we're breaking it down and we're going to decide which is the best movie of the highest grossing movies of the 1980s. Okay, Uh, what I did is I put them in order and then I had my family randomly pick numbers. So. You don't have, you're not going necessarily the top grossing movie to the second top gross, you know, it's in yeah. random order. So, we're going to start off, I'll randomly call on you, there's three of you, there's either is unanimous decision or two of you outrule the other one. Um, so, the first two movies to compete, we have Back to the Future 2, which came out in 1989, it grossed $335 million. it's the top ten, it's the top, it's the tenth highest grossing movie of... The 1980s versus Batman, which also came out in 1989, uh, made 411 million dollars, and it's the fifth highest grossing movie of the 80s. Dave, Batman. You got Dave. I don't even need no. Yeah, Batman. 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 There you go. Back to the Future 2 in the first bracket is gone. That was a good movie, but it wasn't Batman. It wasn't even the best Batman. Back to the Future. There was nothing in there. So the Higher grossing movie won that one, so Batman moves on. Okay, so are you drinking Amsterdam again? I am drinking Amsterdam. I noticed that too, and I was like, <laughs> I did pick the green cup. I rarely ever drink out of this green cup. He doesn't, yeah. But look at it, it's there. It's a much more effective key. I can see less of your cup this time. Yes, yes, that's what I was noticing too. I was like, this time it really looks like I'm drinking Amsterdam. <laughs> okay, so second. We have Roger Rabbit, which came out in 1988. Roger Rabbit. It, <laughs> it, Chris has already put in Roger Rabbit. It made $329 million. It was the 12th highest grossing movie. Versus Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which came out in 1989. Oh, are you kidding me? Indiana Jones. 100% Indiana Jones. So yeah, it's Indiana the best Jones. Indiana Jones of the Indiana and we Jones. we got Roger Rabbit and Roger Nancy. Rabbit. Which one is the Last Crusade again? I'm sorry. It's the, it's the final With Sean Connery. Movie. With Sean Connery. Roger Rabbit. They find the Holy Grail. Moving on, Nancy, you're the. Is that the one where he gets chased by the giant rock? No, 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 that's the first one. That's the first one. Okay, Um, no, Roger Rabbit. Sorry. Oh, Dave, you got disappointed. Overruled. That's fine. For the record, I would have picked Last Crusade as well to move on because uh, this needs to be a shorter episode, right? Yeah. All right, keep going. Okay. You're going to cut this part and make it its own thing, huh? Oh, I am. I knew. That's why I did I that. am. All right. I'm not going to troll you all right now. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, now, next we've got Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was made in 1981. It made $390 million, and it's the sixth highest grossing. Versus, it's an indie off. Temple of Doom, which was made in 1984. It grossed $333 million. It was ranked number 11. Nancy, I'm going to start with you because you had to break it up last time. Which indie is the indie you go with? Is it Raiders or is it Temple of Doom? Raiders. 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 Yeah. Okay. Raiders, is a, it's a better movie. Temple's yeah. fun. It's fun, Temple yeah. is fun. I don't get the people who hate Temple. I, I enjoy Temple. Temple. 
Mm-hmm. We, that well, was unanimous. I would have also said that because I yeah, agreed to th- your, your own bracket is establishing how broken you are. I hope you realize that. <laughs> no, it's This has not worked out in your favor. It, no, it doesn't. Yeah, no, that is hard. Okay, this one I'm going to think... This one's dumb. I know you all are going to say... I'm, gonna, I'm always going to pre-cross it out, but let's just... Let's just try it. This okay. one is Fatal Attraction, 1987. It's number 14 on the list of 16's highest grossing movies of the 80s. It made $320 million versus Return of the Jedi, which came out in 1983 and made $475 million. And it's number three. Chris, I'm going to start with you. Which one is a better movie? Which one decides to one? Dave. Jedi. Nancy, are you going to change that? Fucking Ewoks. No, Jedi. Yeah, absolutely. Poor. Nub Nub or whatever it is. Nub Nub. Which the Nub Nub is an alcoholic drink served at Galaxy's Edge to bring us all the way back to an hour ago. to you by the Disney Company. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so next one on the roll. We are looking against Paul Hogan's Crocodile Dundee, 1986. It made $328 million. It's ranked number 13 versus. Eddie Murphy's 1984 Beverly Hills Clap it made $316 million uh, in a drink. 15. Crocodile Dundee beat Axel Foley. Dave, you looked excited. Who are you? Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. yeah. Hills. yeah. There's no comparing. You know, Paul Hogan was is, fun. Crocodile yeah. Dundee's a fun movie. Yeah. You know, in the Romancing the Stone kind of adventure story. Beverly Hills Cop was a trendsetter. It lit yeah. up Eddie Murphy's career. <gasps> Oh, that makes me think that other movie that he... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah, that's weird. It made $12 million more than Beverly Hills Cop, but I think Beverly Hills Cop ages better. I think if you put it on right now, I think it... I haven't watched either of them in a very long time, but in my mind, I know the one I... I saw Crocodile Dundee like three years ago. And you can take kids to that. You can't take kids to... Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. So that's you know that that's a million. Dundee, there's still some stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, she's naked. Too. Okay. Yeah. Now we have Back to the Future, the original, 1985. It made 388 million dollars. It's ranked number seven on our list. Versus E.T. the Extra oh, oh, Dude, that's it a made hard 792 one. million dollars, and it is the highest grossing movie of the 1980s. Chris. Your reaction was so subtle that I have to start with you. Where do you go? Um, if I want to be great. a film nerd, E.T. <laughs> right. But Back to the Future is more fun. Back to the Future. Back to the Future takes the first spot. Oh, I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save Dave to the end. Nancy, is Back to the Future just going to take it by your vote? Or are you sentimental for the lovely E.T.? Where do you go with this? What desires to move on? <sighs> I, oh, this is a tough one. I can't. You can't come back to me. No, you're in the fine. middle of the. I'm in charge of this. And I just which one's you. better? Okay, fine. To be honest, I've rewatched Back to the Future more than ET, so I'll, I'll Back to the Future. Wow. Okay, Dave. What were you gonna do? So yeah, Back to the Future is moving on, but are you gonna shout out for ET or what is it? So you know what, Chris nailed it 100. percent ET's the better movie. Back to the Future is my one of my yeah. favorite movies. E.T. Yeah. is $404 million better than Back to <laughs> yeah. the Future. But it's not as fun. It's not as fun. It's not as fun. E.T. is a better yeah. film. Right. Back to the Future is a better movie. I did uh, enjoy the E.T. ride at Universal. Even yes, though it's old it's, as fuck, it's, it's, it's still great. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so fun. It's charming. And that's yeah. a word that's overused, but it is. It's just like, oh, 
You know they made a new E.T. ride? I wanted to. Botanicus. How badly did they mispronounce your name, or did they get it okay? No, they got it. Yeah, my Dave. Yeah, Dave. Dave's Thank you for writing, Dave. It's like, what? But when you're in the 80s, man, that blows your fucking mind. Yeah. Holy shit, E.T. said my name. Oh, I remember having a picture of me riding the bike with E.T. in the front of it, and you would come over, people would come over, and they would be amazed that I had that picture, and it was... Because it looked real, and yeah. if you'd never been to Universal Studio or anything, it was it was a cool aspect of just having that shit. It was yeah. Uh, so I went to Universal Studios in the '80s once with my grandparents, mm-hmm. and my uncle went with me, and they all did the Star Trek experience where you're like they're filming you, and you're like yeah. you pretend to fall yeah, down, yeah. and then they sold you the video afterwards, right. and it, you like watch, and it looks like you're on the set of Star Trek. Still have that video. Aww, that that's is sweet. Awesome. Okay. Well, while Chris is adjusting this, Don't this matter. next one is a uh, is a lopsided one as well. So I'll start with what I think you guys aren't going to go. And so we have Rocky Four, the number 16. Very impressive on the list of 16 highest of all of the 80s with $300 million. And we're talking the original Rocky. No, we're talking Rocky, Rocky, Rocky 4. Rocky 4? Which one with, is that? With Dude, Drago. Ivan what Drago. What type was he put? Oh. Russia. Russia, okay. It was in 1985. That's when it came out. Versus our number two highest grossing movie of all time at five, or of the 80s, at $547 million. It came out in 1980 and it is the Empire Strikes <laughs> oh. Back. So, uh, who yeah. is going for Rocky Four out of this group? Uh, that'll be a nobody okay. there, Okay, Empire moves on. Going on the list. Oh, this is... This one is great. This is a Tom Cruise throwdown. Uh, oh. I already know what it, it's Top Gun. But you know what? Tom okay. Cruise always wins. That's <laughs> Tom Cruise does always Cocktails. win. So Dave is right. Top Gun, 1986. It grows $356 million. It's ranked number eight. Strangely enough, the movie that it's going against came in right behind it with $354 million. It was number nine in the ranking. Another Tom Cruise movie. Who wants to guess what the other Tom Cruise movie is? Is it Risky Business? Yeah. No, he... Days of Thunder? My other guess. Oh. Yeah, what's your other guess? Well, no, it was dumb. It was cocktails, but I is can't Is it um, Rain Man? It is Rain oh, Man. Yes! Yeah. So Rain the Rain battle yes. of it is, is it Top Gun I from 86 or is it Rain Man from 88? Is it it's, the same, it's the same conversation as Back to the Future. Yeah, Indeed, really one's a better movie, but I would choose um, Top Gun. It's more fun. Dave goes Top Gun? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nancy? I don't know why I never understood why everybody liked Top Gun, so I'm wow. I'm with Rain Man. Nancy I never liked it. Nancy could not definitely yeah. definitely couldn't save Rain Man. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> you didn't notice the yeah. homoeroticism. That whole movie was a love story. So that yes. doesn't bother me. Yeah. I liked Brokeback Mountain. Oh, but it's fun to blow people's mind with that. Sorry <laughs> if you're listening or watching, and I blew Look your it mind. Up. They're hot for each other, <laughs> so, and that's cool. Um. First round was easy, guys. You got the you got knocked the children off. There wasn't really a lot of challenges, but it's changed now. We're going against big ones. So we have Batman mm-hmm. versus Roger Rabbit. Batman. The original Batman. The original Batman. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson right, versus Roger Rabbit. Batman. With, 
Ooh, Chris, what were you gonna go with that? Were you gonna? Would you have been a Batman? Because on this one, I do have to be the film nerd about it, and I'm I'm gonna go with Roger Rabbit. Oh, but it, that... it was more of an achievement as a movie. That's fair. But still, mad props to Tim Burton for being awesome. <laughs> but Roger Rabbit has been uh, inked out. It's been a worthy competitor. He's been dipped. He's been dipped. <laughs> He's been dipped. Nice. Oh, fucking Christopher Lloyd was so scary when yeah, really? it, when, it, when, this, when that slime hit him. He turned yeah. into a cartoon. Oh my god, he was scary. When you killed my brother, <laughs> I yes. talk just like this. Um, I should put that in an editing. You Don't tell myself to do stuff, right? right? You did it to yourself here. Okay, the next one, another, another tough one. Maybe, maybe we'll see where it's go. Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Return of the Jedi. Mm. Hmm. Oh, Raiders. Raiders. I would say Raiders. Yeah, it's versus return. Okay, yeah, then then Raiders. Yeah, I like Raiders. Yeah. All right. Jedi, the Force is not strong with that (laughs) one. Had it been Empire, it's a different story. Well, and so this one, Eddie Murphy, we got Beverly Hills Cop going up against Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Beverly Hills Cop. I really like Beverly Hills Cop. Axel Foley is... I I wish him well in his protective thing. And he, he, he... Okay... So they're going to reboot Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy. Is which Judge Reinhold coming back? I hope so. Uh, um, but if you guys have not yeah, seen too. Dolomite Is My Name with Eddie no, Murphy, it is fantastic. unbelievable. Okay. Absolutely unbelievable movie. Okay. Funny as fuck. All right. So we've got Top Gun versus The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Empire. This isn't much of a competition yeah, in this round. Empire. It is it's- Empire for sure. It could have been anything on that list, though, and I would have. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Clearly. So we're moving in. We got our top four. We've got Batman uh-huh. versus Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, man. I'm going to go Batman. Yeah. Batman. Mm. Batman. Chris, they did that to you last time. They let Batman move on and kill out Roger Rabbit. But now I'm not going to put on my filmmaker glasses. I'm going to go for which is more fun. I want some 1920s pulp action story. Uh. So once again, it didn't help at all. Sorry, Dr. Jones. As you see, there's nothing you can have that I cannot take away. Yeah. Fantastic movie. So Your ability to recall lines is very impressive. Yeah. Especially when we're high. Yeah, well, I've watched right? a lot of those movies. There are times high. where there's shows I say I'm going to talk about tonight, and then I get super high, and I'm like, that show with that actress, and he's like, oh, yeah, she said this, 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 and this on the third episode. It's very so, weird. we have... I need a lighter. We have Back to the Future versus The Empire Strikes Back. Which movie gets to make gets to go up against Empire. Batman? Empire Strikes Back. Empire. Okay, well, for me personally, Back to the Future, but sorry. Nancy couldn't get that. <laughs> couldn't Don't save ever you. apologize for your... I couldn't yeah. save... No, I'm saying I'm no. sorry I couldn't save it. So, uh, I, I've got to be... Uh, Empire making it all the way to the end is... Uh, is... Um, is pretty expected. Batman really surprises me. Uh, maybe maybe not Batman for other ever. Things, Yeah. Uh, it's kind of how the competition worked out. It was just yeah. like, well, yeah. I do enjoy a nice Batman on occasion. Yeah, you were like you Batman out, or Fatal Attraction. We knocked out E.T. We knocked out two Back to the Futures. We knocked out every Indiana Jones movie ever made until... Uh, it's just the luck of the draw, man. Yeah, it's weird. So, the luck of the draw has it. It's the final... Ba- it's number five. Batman 
versus number two, Empire Strikes Back. Empire. Where is it going? Empire Strikes Back. Empire. Um, Empire. I still it's an f- iconic movie, and Batman is a really good Batman. Uh, you can't beat that. Okay, yeah, I guess. Empire. Well, that was it, guys. We ran down. Don't have to go with fair. peer pressure. No, it's not peer <laughs> pressure. It's just... And no one's surprised. Maybe Empire makes it to the to the end and wins our little game here. But uh, it knocked out some good things. Uh, was there anything the on that list? You went, you heard everything. Was there anything that beats Empire from the very first round? No. Yeah. Yeah. Raiders, Doom, Jedi. No. Crocodile Dundee. No. Dunzer, <laughs> no. Sorry. Rain Man. No. Was it Rain Man? So Empire. Yeah. So see, from now on, I'll just take out Star Star Wars movies when I do anything like that. So. Did you guys like the game? Was it that fun? was great. That was fun. Yeah. So was let's fun. throw a curveball here. What is your favorite movie of the 80s? My favorite movie of the 80s? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean... Back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. I love that flipping scene. Yeah, back to school is funny. It is great. Um, but no, I would say it has to be Back to the Future. It's back to the Future based off so many... Yeah, that or the Chipmunk Adventure, which is much more obscure. Ooh, I love that movie. But, <laughs> also a great. That's a great movie. Yeah, but it's uh, a great yeah, soundtrack. I still listen to it. Of the of my, the nineteen eighties movies. Why 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 are they coming back? Does, who has a theory about that? What's your theory? Before we sign out here, what's your theory? Why did they come back? Why is the eighties back? Uh, I think because we're trying to go back to a, a simpler time. Yeah. We're in a twenty four hour, three hundred sixty five day society. There's no break. The world is fucking coming apart at the seams, and we people today want to go back to that innocence, you know, before all this shit happened. I think, and it's great music, great art, great movies. Um, so there's so much to draw back on. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. And the people who are trying to go back to that simpler time are people who were kids of that time. Yeah, yeah. So it's us. for them, we like you had said in the beginning, full circle, it's um, you know, you were a kid, we and so stuff. it made it feel safer, and so yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's just that it's an association. Well, it's like if I were cynical, I'd be like, oh, well, it's just being lazy, and it's I don't think it's that. It's it's accessible. Right. People know what all this stuff is, and. Not saying there's not some laziness. There, there definitely is, but it, it, it's accessible. People know what the stuff is, and you look at people our age or who lived through it or close enough to it or just like it, they'll spend the money on it. And, and there's interesting things you can do with it, with a lot of these. So I'm like, yeah, you're going to see a lot of shit coming back, but you're probably going to see some really cool stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing back things that we really enjoy, and they're being able to tell it in a different way. It, it, it all goes back to the innocence of the 80s. I think people... I love my social media. Yeah. I love my existence in this digital world. I love doing this. I love being able to get out to a lot of different people. But I will say this. I reflect very fondly on a time where... This was a amazing, if it, not an everyday occurrence. You know what I mean? Where connectivity of the technology that we have now was neat. Something that you tried at the library. Mm-hmm. Some things that you were... I liked it when it was... I have a nostalgia for when where we are now was the future that we were going to get to. Because that time... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. time was great. It's because we knew we were near these tools. But we didn't know how we were going to use them. And although a lot of the things... 
the internet does great things. I love a lot of YouTube channels. I hope people love our channels and everything like that. And I love to be able to do this. And I've done things on the internet for a very, very long time. We have never used it to the best of our abilities. But before we knew how we were going to go with it, it was really... The looking at the future was an exciting time. You know what I mean? And I think that's what... I think that's why they try to recapture that nostalgia. I think it's hard to recapture. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes it becomes a spoof of itself when they try to recapture it. But if they tell a story good, then they tell a story good. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, with that, we ran an extra long show because I threw that surprise thing in there. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to... Chris, you've plugged a really good nerd corner. Um... You have a better you mean twitch.tv slash nerd underscore corner? That yes. nerd corner? That's the nerd corner. Okay. Yeah. And yes, you should go to that nerd corner. You should definitely check it out. And and we have a Twitch channel too. It's Trucky Pacific dot whatever he says. Twitch.tv <laughs> slash any special characters? No, it's just, just Trucky straight Pacific. Straight up. T O U C K E E P I F I C. You should well, go there too. Uh, if I'm not lazy, there might be a graphic. If not, there's not shit. Yeah. But I have a lot of things to do. We'll a, see. And if you're listening <laughs> to the audio, you don't care at all anyway. Right. And there's a catchy... But thank you for listening. <laughs> you got himself a catchy jingle there. I like it. Or the, uh, just the way he says Trucky Pacific Girls off by it. T-R-E-C-K-E-E-P-A-C-I-F-I-C. What's Chris What he said. Yeah, do what Chris says. Nancy, your music show. It is still under construction, but I'll be announcing the first topic and the official first, you know, show date uh, in the next week or two. Yeah, it'll be a different format than what you're doing right now, but I think it'll be played off Trekkie Pacific Twitch as well. Yes, that is. So you can interact. That's the neat thing that we're going to do on Twitch is that we can interact. Um, Dave, before you promote your next thing coming up, tell them not only can they see us on Twitch and everything that else. But what do we have now, too? We have come into uh, pop culture significance. We have a TikTok now. So we do have a TikTok. I have one video on there when I'm using the really cool effects for those whippersnappers out there. Uh, but we do have a TikTok now. We have to do things. We have no idea how to use it, but we have it nevertheless. So. People sing and dance stupidly on TikTok. Oh, we're pretty, pretty good at that. Yeah. So I think that'll work. But, Dave. What do you got? What do you got to promote? So uh, last week, in uh, because you guys were unfortunately a little bit under the weather, uh, I got to record an episode of the Dive Bar, uh, all about Kevin Smith and his uh, pop culture significance. Hmm. Uh, I uh, have a JoJo Rabbit reviews coming up oh, over the next cool. week, hmm. uh, and then uh, just today, my newest book, The Christmas Roast by David Hawk, just came out on Audible. Uh, as an audiobook. So that one nice. was really fun to listen to, really fun to write. Cool. So um, it's on Audible, Amazon. The nice. book is on Amazon. So ch- check that awesome. out. Yeah, go check, get all that on there. Yeah, yeah. check out for Dave. Uh, and yeah, the Dive Bar has been really, really good. Your reviews are always on point. And I'm excited that you get an aud- the, the books now on audio. I, I've started to listen to things on audio. You know, I wish I was reading more, but. I, you gotta listen to Harry. Listen to Harry Potter on Audible, James. I used to see it. It was crazy. I did a lot of drugs, James. Uh, but for real, if you're getting into Audible, Harry Potter on Audible is unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. Like I said before, what I used to do was get the longest book ever. So the first <laughs> book I got on Audible was The Odyssey, and I was like, "Fuck you! I'm such a great deal maker. I own The Odyssey on Audible." Oh, man. <laughs> Anyhow, coming up. So. Uh, 
the Santori Project films next week. Yes. Next weekend. It's cool. We got some we get some cool video stuff. I hate to pro- I, I love to promote it on here, but the truth yeah. is is like you it's, won't see it for a very long time. Maybe a trailer. But but things that are being done, they're being worked on. We had stuff yeah. with which to film but, ideas of yeah. things to film. It may it, yeah, it, it half could, job. It could be very, very cool. Um but it could be. It, or it could be complete like shit. Counting of the terms there. Right, the cool right, thing right. about Truckee Pacific, though, is that we keep trying shit. If it right. sucks, it sucks. And right. we learn from it, but we just keep going forward. Right. Exactly. Um, but we will have Santori. I mean, Santori comes yeah. in on Monday. He'll be here next week for this show. He will sit yes. down for our show about weed and its influence on pop culture. Next and comedy, week. yeah. And comedy. And that's great because the next day we had to get up really early and start the Santori Project. So, uh... We may give some a little bit of a spoiler to Mike when he's here. Not too much. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. We have Mike here. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'll make a little folder and then like have him open it binders and be like, oh, full of women for him. Binders full of women. <laughs> um, and then James term. the Giant Country. Listen, um, and it will probably be a base audio show. It's going to be on Twitter. We'll, we'll James and the Giant Country will come out soon. Shame on me for not making one before Super Tuesday. Dave and I even talked about it and said I should have recorded it right after Super Tuesday. Um, we'll get one started soon. You know, yeah. Yeah, we'll figure we'll figure that out. That's been all on me, and I have no excuse for it. So we'll, I'll get it before we have a new president, because after that it becomes very, very boring. Um, but other than that, We're not. Dave, yeah, hopefully. Nancy, I hope it comes boring. Yes. Yeah. That's, that would, yeah, that, yeah, that can't be argued with. Yeah, that... <laughs> Yeah, because I guess if one of them wins, I could keep doing it over and over. But, uh, yeah, Dave, Nancy, Chris, thank you so much. Check out everything that they're doing. Get their books. Get, you know, follow on Twitch. We're going to do a Twitch stream on Truckee. Or we're going to try to do a Twitch stream on Truckee Pacific. We're going to do it on mine. Yeah. We're going to do Twitch. Twitch. <laughs> we're going to do that. Too. So go over there. And Where check he out said, yes. Yeah. Go to where Chris does his stuff. But under my name. And subscribe. <laughs> and... Shit like that. Write a a note. You might not get a banner. I did no banner. All right. All right. right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Mahai Podcast, produced by Truckee Pacific Productions. For sponsorship inquiries or comments, go to themilehighpodcast at gmail.com.